Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Midwest Hemp Council Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Dozier. This week's program is sponsored by Axis Insurance Services, LLC, Cannabis Insurance Division. Axis Insurance Services, LLC, are pioneers in hemp industry insurance. On this week's program, we'll talk with Mike Peters, co-founder and partner with Axis Insurance Services Cannabis Division, formerly known as Full Spectrum Insurance LLC. So let's get things started with Mike. Mike, how are you doing today? Well, thanks so much for having me. It's it's obviously a pleasure and an honor to be invited onto the show. And uh, you know, for your members who, who haven't listened to an insurance person speak, uh, I, I hopefully will provide a lot of information. But uh, also, you know, I have to give the fair warning about insurance, which is that you know, even though it's incredibly important, it's not always the most uh, interactive or engaging subject out there in the industry. Well, it, it's never exciting and it's never fun to pay that premium. But <laughs> when the folks call when they need to cash in on that policy or they have a problem, uh, they're very, very happy that that they have it. So let's talk about this now. Uh, again, I introduced you as the founder of, Sp- of Full Spectrum Insurance, um, but but you you also wear many hats here in the insurance uh, field, and we want to talk uh, hemp related specifically. So tell us how how you operate within the hemp industry and the insurance in- industry together. Yeah, no, it's a great question. Uh, there's, you know, like a lot of people who find themselves in the hemp and CBD industry, we we get in out of passion um, or a true interest in what the industry is doing, uh, what it does for people, uh, and how it can change, you know, society for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was originally a, uh, I was vice president for both a Berkshire Hathaway subsidiary and then a uh, Gallagher subsidiary. Um, and from there, you know, it, I just felt a, kind of a calling to do something different, uh, unique, and something that I was passionate about. So so I stepped out and bootstrapped an agency called Full Spectrum Insurance um, that was 100% focused on hemp and CBD clients, um, anything from uh, the cultivation aspect through distribution and then obviously with retail uh, locations as well. Um, from there, we were actually um, we were courted by a company out of New Jersey uh, to expand what we were doing nationally. And so what happened as part of that deal was that Full Spectrum Insurance has actually become Access Insurance Services. Um, and we have a dedicated division specifically to this line of insurance and insuring businesses in this angle. Um, I've also been uh, kind of stepping out of the retail side. And when I say retail, I mean insurance agency direct to consumer. Um, I've put on another hat for PL Risk Advisors as their vice president at this point. And now my job is, you know, it's to look at the cannabis industry from macro level and work to determine where there's insufficiencies in terms of coverage, uh, what sort of policies we need to develop as, a continu- as the industry continues to grow. So now I'm doing much more liaising with the insurance companies directly. Um, and then I also help other agents um, and agencies throughout the country uh, find, create, and place coverage for uh, hemp and CBD companies uh, throughout the vertical and then throughout the U- United States. So it's been a, it's been a fun journey. It's uh, The learning curve is uh, daunting, like it has been for anybody in this, uh, in this industry. But once you kind of find your spot and you learn what uh, where you can add value, it, it really starts to feel like home. And you offer all of this service without any inter- interference from the government or the insurance industry is uh, related to the hemp industry, correct? Or, or is that completely a false statement? <laughs> 
No, no. Hemp and CBD, obviously, under the 2018 Farm Bill, um, you know, hemp and CBD are legal uh, nationally as long as it's under 0.3% THC. So what our what our unit strives to do is is bring products to business owners within the space, and that's going to be anything from your traditional general liability, product liability, crop insurance, um, all the way through more complex lines for larger organizations, organizations looking to to scale, uh, to go into large partnerships, potentially go public. And at that point, that's when uh, we're able to help develop product solutions for, say, uh, directors and officers, insurance, employment practices, liability, um, and then a lot of other financial um, insurance needs uh, for lenders, et cetera. So what we're doing, uh, yeah, we can do it in all 50 states. Uh, we're very careful to follow state law, of course. Um, the traditional insurance market, you know, when you think of, you know, spend 15 minutes, say 15% or less. That's not typically the way that it works within this mm-hmm. industry. It's it's a fairly complex underwriting process. Um, everything has to do with making sure that the right licensure is in place, that everybody's compliant, that there's decent risk management protocols in place for the company. Um, but the, you know, the, the traditional market really hasn't responded yet. And carriers who have historically written, say, business owners in more traditional, uh, you know, uh, in traditional industries, um, these business owners are finding that they can't go to the same agents and get get the coverage that's required. A uh, big reason for this is that the majority of product solutions right now are written through what's called non-admitted marketplaces. Um, and to do that, you have to be a specialty surplus lines broker uh, to be able to access these because there's just additional due diligence and uh, legalities involved that, that require additional specialization within the brokerage communities. You tr- traditionally won't call your local you know, agent rep and, and be able to get to some of the more traditional markets that you've heard of. However, there are a number of carriers that have stepped out through, throughout the United States and actually over in um, out of the Lloyd syndicates um, in Europe to help provide uh, more templated uh, coverage for these industries that include general liability, product liability, commercial property, et cetera. So there are solutions. It's just not going to be your normal run of the mill, um, pick up a phone, call any agent and get a, get coverage. Right, solutions. right. And I was being a little cynical there with my question because I personally <laughs> have had a problem, for instance, with banks. I deal with a lot of uh, yes. a lot of uh, hip retailers and, and, and vendors, that sort of thing. And they'll they'll pay me with a check and I'll take it to a bank and they won't. Ca- I mean, I literally had a problem. They would not cash the check. They rejected it after about two weeks and sent it back to me and said, we can't cash this, you know, because yeah. it's a nefarious company or whatever you would you would call that or whether, whatever they determined it at the time because they were in the hemp industry. So does that uh, – it, it, obviously, that's going to carry over into the insurance side. It doesn't sound like you have too much of a problem or do you have a problem with that? It's a fair question. I think that the biggest thing is that we've seen a lot of – um, steps made as it relates to banking. Um, you know, your, your traditional FDIC insure, you know, backed banks um, are probably not going to want to be in the CBD space yet um, until we see the States Act and the MORE Act go through. Um, however, uh, we do know that there was a national directive uh, put out by, I can't remember the acronym, but it was uh, the organization that oversees local credit unions that encouraged them to get in and help businesses uh, sustain and achieve growth in this space. And, and to my understanding, a lot of the credit unions have, have been able to step up and do that. And then there are, of course, um, 
you know, more expensive banking solutions out there that uh, do provide, you know, the more national and scope uh, banking services that mm-hmm. we traditionally be used to. So, mm-hmm. again, it's 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 very just like the insurance component. The banking is niche, and that's just important to uh, to make sure you do your due diligence to find a, a bank or some sort of financial institution um, that is, of course, compliant, but then able to uh, to handle your needs um, as an organization. All right, Mike, let's drill down a little bit here. If if I may, uh, who, who do you offer your services to? If I'm a farmer. If I'm a vendor, if I'm a retailer, what what services are you going to provide to those folks or which of those folks do you not provide service to so we can get a bit of a breakdown for those listening right now if you could be effective for them or your services could be effective for them? Absolutely. And, you know, it's a little cliche, but I will say that we're a seed to sale insurance provider. Right. And we, we provide insurance solutions for um, everybody throughout throughout the, the process. So that's going to be anybody from seed vendors to cultivators uh, to manufacturers, processors, uh, delivery, transport, investors, et cetera. So, I mean, the nice thing is, is that the industry has been around long enough at this point, and There are enough carriers in the space that there are, you know, there's a robust suite of products available to business owners, uh, both for the traditional um, exposures that any business would uh, face, such as, you know, workers' compensation um, issues. Um, But then, of course, you know, product liability tends to be a nuanced coverage line that's that's required by anybody within the distribution channel uh, due to uh, strict liability doctrines. Mm -hmm. And so, which, and more, just to kind of back up and give a high level of that, uh, what the doctrine of strict liability says within product liability claims is that anybody within the supply chain um, that's responsible for bodily injury or property damage to the end user can be drawn into lawsuits. So um, we deal a lot with product liability, um, but then once you get into the to the banking lending aspect, it of course we're working with venture capital or private equity uh, to do lending, uh, errors and omissions insurance, uh, directors, officers, etc. So we've uh, you know we've really put our time in and rolled up our sleeves to make sure that we weren't. Um, we weren't only able to do some of it. Our goal was to be one-stop shopping uh, to really be able to roll products out for the entire uh, industry. Okay, and again, not to keep comparing it to the banking industry, uh, but are you are are there companies out there that are dropping farmers or vendors that had previous? Uh, business with them, but because they got into the hemp industry, they were dropped. Are you picking up clients like that, or is that not a problem in the insurance industry? Absolutely. I mean, we're seeing this more and more commonly um, as there's more questions being asked by our traditional insurance markets about involvement in the cannabis industry, right? It's it's no longer kind of swept under the rug and candidly don't ask, don't tell when it comes to insurance policies is a pretty bad way to go. Uh, transparency is absolutely crucial when you're dealing with insurable interests. Um, as everybody knows, there's warranties that have to be sworn and tested to on uh, insurance applications. And if there's material information that's left off that would substantially change the nature of the risk, um, insurance are at risk of having their their claims denied and we all know you know like we talked about earlier insurance tends to be there on your worst day <laughs> it's not one of those things that you want that you <laughs> utilize after a great event so <laughs> there's there's nothing worse than you know we take calls of you know after claims have been denied or people who are in uh sticky situations unfortunately didn't um you know maybe maybe not willfully but for some reason all the information didn't come out about the business um and then they end up yeah of course they're gonna end up uh in a tough situation from a claims perspective once they get into a discovery process. Mm-hmm. 
Now, Michael, let's step back a little bit here. How did you get involved in the hemp industry? What made you want to take insurance and hemp and roll it all together and go out there? I mean, you know, you're an entrepreneur, of course. There's always an excitement. But what brought you to this excitement? Yeah, I think that, it, you know, it was it was multifaceted, right? Um, you know, I grew up, I had friends and family that were, um, that were interested in the industry. Um, it, you know, it served a purpose. Um, and then on top of that, you know, you look at the, the treatment modalities as it relates to, of course, um, epilepsy um, and a lot of other medical conditions, uh, PTSD, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of psycho- psychological um, elements such as addiction and whatnot that, you know, it's been shown that, you know, the reduction in anxiety can help with that. So I think that Indiana was adversely impacted by, of course, the opiate epidemic. Um, so once you start to look at you know alternative uh, treatment modalities i'm a big supporter of that after watching some of the impact that that's had on our on our local our state and mm-hmm. even on the on the national society as a whole mm-hmm. well i wanted to ask you that because i did want to show that that you were that you had an interest in the in the hip industry and products that sort of thing as opposed to somebody just kind of coming in and trying to take money out of the industry again you've been involved in, and and you do go above and beyond Let's talk about the yeah. And on a personal note, you know, it, it is one of those things that you know, it's um, I think like a lot of high achievers and, and type A's that are always driving and looking looking for uh, you know for new opportunities and whatnot. You know, it's sometimes it's hard to turn off the uh, the anxiety side of of the business life when you deal with it in your home life. And you know, CBD for me once uh, once it was legal under the 2018 Farm Bill really kind of revolutionized the way that I could decompress. And so mm-hmm. once I started to see the personal benefits, you know, just like everybody else, you go, wait, there's there's a lot more to this. And I think, uh, you know, I think I'll be remiss when I sit down with my grandkids in a number of years and tell them that I didn't get involved in something that really had positive effects for mm-hmm. our society as a whole. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and again, so, and, and that's why I wanted to bring that up and make sure to point that out to folks, that, that you understand the benefits of CBD, you understand the market, uh, again, not just the insurance market, but the market as well but let's talk about the now I, I get an opportunity to talk to a lot of people every week and I've been doing this for almost a couple of years now or maybe over a couple of years I've kind of <laughs> lost track so I've talked to a lot of people and 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 the folks that are involved heavily in the hip industry they they, they communicate they talk they network um, they see what's going on but a lot of people for instance a lot of listeners they don't get that same interaction COVID has has stopped everybody from being able to get together as groups and a community things like that so you're you're your, your perspective here is very important. The in the last year or so, uh, how has your how how much has your business grown as far as uh, the the hemp industry folks out there? And again, I'm talking about the growers, the folks that are employing folks out there that need the services that you offer. Are you seeing a boom in that side, or are you having to go out there and 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 basically you know find the business, or are they coming to you? And, yeah, and, I, and I guess more importantly. Is there a void there that people, they don't know where to go to find the insurance? Is that a problem? Yeah, I definitely think that that's part of the issue is, uh, you know, lack of visibility. And I have to laugh, you know, because we launched full spectrum insurance uh, pretty much right into the headwind of COVID. Um, (laughs) It was uh, it was the timing. 
you know, for stepping out of, uh, you know, as I was in traditional, you know, corporate life and, you know, to step out and, and take a risk to, to go into an industry that, that I was passionate about, the timing couldn't have been worse. Um, <laughs> but, but there were a lot of benefits to it. I mean, you know, you weren't dealing with the constant in person, the inbound leads weren't as robust as we were hoping because there weren't as many events, there wasn't as much networking. And what that allowed us to do was actually focus on our relationships with the carriers and the marketplace, right? So to really understand who the players were uh, within the insurance mechanism. So instead of focusing on outbound sale, you know, outbound lead generation, sales, et cetera, we focused on internal education. We figured, look, there's not that many people who are doing what we're doing. We might as well know it inside and out um, and really get a, a better feel for the market. And so while we did that, we, of course, had uh, had clients that we were working with um, and we tried to work, you know, primarily off of referral. OK, we did a good job on this account. Now, let's see who else we can help within your network and your community. And that was our key. That was our key focus was education and then work referrals, because we just felt like, you know, with as much uncertainty as COVID brought, the conversations that we were having with a lot of potential clients, everyone was kind of in a wait, a waiting pattern, you know, holding pattern. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen? It was, how's this going to impact our, our revenue? Um, and the reality is that the insurance products in this market, though they can, you know, there are some policy, package policies for like general liability, product liability, you know, that might might be under $3,000. A lot of the specialty coverage um, is more expensive. And so when you suddenly go from, you know, anticipating X revenue to something substantially less, or you have no idea what the uh, financial impact of COVID is going to be, looking at an insurance premium that is going to significantly <laughs> impact your bottom line has a much different feel. So so for us, the the, the conversation went from let's bootstrap this agency, go out, be visible, help in every capacity we can um, to let's let's look at ourselves. Let's work on ourselves. And I think that's what a lot of people did personally and professionally in 2020. And we are no different. And so as part of that, we were able to uh, to connect with a, a northeast brokerage that then allowed to transition um, our retail business model. Um, and by retail, again, I mean uh, from insurance agency to end consumer business owner, um, we were able to partner with a New Jersey brokerage that expanded our footprint nationally uh, pretty much overnight. So we, we took a different approach. We said, you know, sales are, this is, we understand that sales are going to be down. This is COVID. We've never experienced like anything like this in our lifetime. So, uh, so let's go back to the drawing board. Where can we have the most impact? And and I think that we navigated it in a, in a pretty uh, all right capacity uh, by focusing on the education in the industry and then being able to turn around with national scope and say, hey, this is what we've been doing. And I know you work with the Midwest Hemp Council and, and, and other organizations to get the Absolutely. word out and, and also to help educate and, and inform folks. Um, with COVID now kind of waning a little bit, looks like we're able to poke our heads back out you know, of the door. Um, do, do you... Do you plan on getting involved with uh, some of the seminars and webinars, or excuse me, not webinars, but actually get out uh, to some of the events coming up scheduled for this year? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the Midwest Time Council was one of our earliest supporters. And, you know, they, you know, it's just been a it's been a phenomenal organization from the standpoint of you know keeping people involved and connected in what has been you know just a very disjointed uh, year of everybody's life um, and you know just kind of being a shining beacon of continuation of the industry it's not over it's not done this is just a temporary setback for everybody now let's you know everybody knows where they can recenter and um, of course you know the team has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, to us personally and professionally. So uh, we'll continue to be highly involved with Midwest Hemp Council. It's, uh, it's just a great organization. And Michael, how can folks get in touch with you and get the information they're going to need? 
Yeah, of course. So um, they can always call me. Um, it's dangerous to give out myself, I guess, over <laughs> a podcast. Um, but, you know, LinkedIn, I'm visible on LinkedIn. We, of course, have a website up um, that people can go to. And then what, what uh, is know, that? Co- what is what is the website address? Yeah, sure. So they can go to access INS dot com. So that's A X I S ins.com and then we have an entire uh, section dedicated to um to products that would go to, that would be uh in the right channel for uh business owners and, and of course and then, and then i assume the phone number is on the website it is on the website okay. and then you know for people listening to this you know feel free to send me an email it's uh, m as in michael uh peter's my last name p-e-t-e-r-s at plrisk.com um we're usually pretty good on all this but yeah social media or email or phone um you know, give us a call. We're, we're here. We do a lot more uh, answering of uh, questions than we ever would have thought. But again, you know, we've I think we've been exposed to the industry on a macro level, mm-hmm. uh, taking more of a national approach. So, you know, if there's something that's worked out in California, Colorado, from a business planning perspective, we're always happy to add that insight. If another, you know, another one of our business partners or clients has something that can uh, that can value what we're doing back home. Well, inquiring minds always want to know. You know, exactly. Yeah, and there's there's no shortage of questions right <laughs> now. So, uh, it's and and you know the nice thing is, and I guess the the fun and scary part of our industry is that it feels like uh, anything can change any given day. So, uh, you know, no shortage of opportunity, no shortage of threats when we look at uh, what we're all doing. And once again, that contact info will be on the Midwest Temp council website as well but but your website i didn't write it down but that's axis a x i s i n s dot com and then we have a whole uh, division dedicated to uh to that there we go folks can certainly check that out mike peters mike is there anything else we need to hit on that we did not touch on today no, I mean, you know, the biggest thing is I'd just like to to big it, or give a big thank you, um, of course, the Midwest Hump Council, to Brandy, Jamie, yourself, um, you know, everybody who's gotten involved and continued to push this industry forward. I know that the fight started way before I got involved. Um, and just, you know, the work that the pioneers have done in this industry is, uh, is pretty awe-inspiring, uh, considering the hurdles that they've all had to overcome. So, you know, our goal at this point is just to add value where we can. And, you know, you asked me how I got into this, and, you know, it's it's rare when you look at your skill set and your your interests and your passions and they all happen to align into a new area emerging area of business and this is what happened here so uh we'll be fighting a good fight on the insurance front whether that's product development uh you know or um making sure that of course the carriers are following through on their commitment to pay out claims so uh we're just excited to to be in an industry that's that's evolving as quickly as this one is and we certainly don't see any change in that so just a big thank you to to you and uh the midwest hub council overall absolutely and again thank you mike and we've never had, like I said, we've never had an insurance guy on here talking insurance. And that's something that, uh, you know, it, it is just as important or more important than the banking and everything else that goes into uh, starting a business or, or continuing a business in this case for a lot of people. So, again, we appreciate the information um, and, and, and it was a great conversation and we look forward to having you back soon. Well, thanks so much for your time today and, and thanks for having me on. It was uh, it's a real pleasure to talk to you. All right. We will talk to you soon then, Mike. OK, thanks so much for your time. All right. Thanks, Mike. And that's going to do it for our show this week. This week's podcast is brought to you by Axis Insurance Services, LLC, Cannabis Insurance Division. 
Remember, Axis Insurance Services, LLC, are pioneers in hemp industry insurance. If you'd like more information about the Midwest Hemp Council, please go to our website, MidwestHempCouncil.com, and find out how you can get involved, volunteer, and become a member. Thanks again for tuning in, and remember to tell a friend about the Midwest Hemp Council Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Dozier. We'll see you next week, everybody.